Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding. And today we are going to be talking about just Facebook or actually Meta, I guess is a name. I'll, I don't think I'll ever be able to flip that switch in my mind and not call Meta Facebook or face, Facebook Meta, et cetera. Anyways, we're going to be talking about why Facebook under or over reports revenue in Ads Manager. And really, as if you've listened to this podcast in the past, I am here sharing stories, questions, learning lessons from our day to day, from our customers. And as you'd expect, no big surprise, this is one of the most common questions that we get. The joke around the uh, the quote-unquote virtual remote offices, the questions we get around the Facebook and after our customers go live with a conversion API is generally, why is Facebook over-reporting? Or if they're coming to us or even with us, why is Facebook still under-reporting revenue? Um, I don't think there's ever a conversation or email that comes in that says, Man, Facebook ads manager and revenue reporting is now perfect. Thank you. So that doesn't mean that we're not improving the data sent to Facebook because we have many customers that are severely underreporting revenue conversions, et cetera, inside of Facebook. But in general, it's typically you either feel like Facebook's overreporting or underreporting. So I am going to share some of the reasons why you might see Facebook underreporting or why you might see Facebook over-reporting, because there are some circumstances where it's not just a Facebook thing, there could be an actual technical issue that you might need to shore up on your end. So I'm not gonna go into the history of why we even have this podcast and answering the question, why is Facebook over or under-reporting? We all know since the big iOS changes a year and a half ago, that ads manager and events manager has gone through a major overhaul, not to mention the name change from Facebook to Meta. But it's a it's a pretty common and going to be, I would foresee for the rest of the year, still something that many brands are going to be really critiquing and trying to just understand and turn over every stone to really validate and be confident that, okay, Facebook's getting all of, all of my conversion data as much as I can possibly send from a legal or privacy uh, standpoint. And it's, uh, you're doing, you as in the brand, you're doing everything that you can or the agency that's managing the brand. So let's jump into why Facebook might underreport. The easy one here is the attribution window differences. So the Common Thread Collective blog is just, it's an amazing blog. There's so much great content on there, but they have there, it's a fairly lengthy post on just a post iOS reporting and what to expect. And they have a really, nice visual that I'll link up in the show notes that goes through the Facebook attribution essentially before and after. So before the iOS rollout and then after the iOS and all the changes that Facebook had to go through with uh, delaying attribution, losing some of the device data, et cetera. So I'm just going to talk through this. And again, if you are more a, more of a visual person, definitely click that link in the show notes to see the visual. But in general, let's just walk through the scenario. So it, the old way, a user clicked an ad on Sunday 
And then they made that purchase on Wednesday. So they initially saw your ad as they're scrolling through their feed on Sunday. And then maybe they signed up for an email list or potentially remarketed them through a different channel. If they made that purchase on Wednesday, the conversion value would be attributed back to Sunday. So if you were looking at your reporting on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the conversion or return on ad spend or whatever metrics you're looking at inside of Facebook Ads Manager, that value for Sunday would likely adjust or, or deviate. So that was a very common thing that everyone was just used to in, in terms of just analyzing Facebook reporting and potentially getting used to those adjustments over time. And same thing, if someone purchased on Saturday and you're in, you were in a seven-day click or view window, if someone purchased on Saturday, then that, again, that conversion and conversion value would be attributed back to that click on Sunday. So back to that ad, ad group campaign, et cetera. Now compare to the post iOS world, in the post iOS world, if we take that same scenario, somebody clicked an ad on Sunday, they did not purchase until Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. If they didn't purchase till Wednesday, that conversion and conversion value is not attributed back to that click on Sunday that conversion value is actually attributed to that day. So it's attributed to Wednesday. So the visual that it, uh, Common Thread have, has, which is pretty, I would say pretty common and what we see and hear a lot is you have a campaign running on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, your return ad spend looks terrible. So you make the decision to essentially cut those campaigns. And then someone actually completes a purchase on Thursday or Friday. So someone who saw your ad on that first day and then they didn't buy until that Thursday or Friday. At that point, the you'd have a conversion inside of Facebook, even if you had zero dollars in spend for that day. So that is something that is, I would say, for in most of 2021, this was a concept that it was just hard for anyone to really keep up with all the changes in Facebook. So this was definitely an education point that many agencies out there were, were educating their customers on and we were getting a lot, a lot of those questions as well. But that's, that's pretty much the, I would say, the bulk of some of the reasons why if you're, you, you have a large day of spend on a Sunday or Monday and you're looking at Tuesday and looking to see how campaign performance was and you're not seeing Sunday look great, it could be because of this, because that revenue is, or conversion value is actually being attributed to the day that that conversion happens. Obviously, a lot of nuance here if the user is opted in and opted out and everything that happens with uh, iOS or non-iOS devices. But in general, that concept is very different post-iOS. And I don't think it's uh, it has a 100% saturation rate in terms of just knowledge, just, uh, just general knowledge to fall back on. Reason number two why Facebook might be under-reporting. Again, this is something that I felt like was more known when the iOS changes rolled out. But this is just a... Uh, potential reporting delay. So even on Facebook site and different uh, help guides, even inside of events manager or ads manager, Facebook still asks for 72 hours. They basically say, hey, please wait 72 hours before making any decisions to get a more accurate picture of performance because there is an expected delay for those users that are opted out on iOS devices. So it's a very hard pill to swallow if you don't have a huge bankroll just to fall back on and test and iterate. So if you are running campaigns and you're always running them three days without necessarily knowing how they're performing, 
that's where this just causes, honestly, a lot of just frustration and concern over customers and why some of these, uh, some attribution software and just e-commerce analytics software is like the North Beam, Triple Wells, Rockerbox, Wicked Reports, Hyros, et cetera, why they're, they've just become so prevalent is people want more of that real-time real time visibility into what's going on with their campaigns. So that's the that's number two. Again, just a smaller attribution window. I actually didn't even mention that, but the 30-day versus 7-day, I think most people know that that change has already kicked in as well. But historically, pre-iOS, you, you could have that 30-day look back for clicks um, and potentially a longer look back window for views. Reason number three why Facebook might be underreporting is this one isn't really a reason why it's underreporting, but again, this is just a habit we see many of our customers going through is going through the events manager, opening up recent activities and trying to validate and see, hey, I'm going to go place a test order. And then let me go check the events manager recent activities. That recent activities will not show events that come from iOS devices. So that is one that you can actually just simulate it. You can go through uh, your Chrome if you have a MacBook, just go through Chrome desktop, place an order, wait five to 10 minutes or so, maybe 15. You should see your order show up in the recent activities. Then go through your phone and place an order. And you, I'm 99% confident, you won't see your order show up there in recent activities. Number four, why Facebook might underreport. This gets in a little bit more of the data integrity aspect. So if you are missing certain user advanced matching parameters. So think about email, IP address, user agent, phone number, external ID, city, state, country, et cetera. But there are a couple nuances here, uh, things like the what's called the FBP and FBC. So these are two cookies. The FBP is what Facebook calls the browser ID, and then FBC is what Facebook calls the click ID. The browser ID is a cookie that Facebook sets automatically, even if you didn't uh, actually click an ad from Facebook, where the click ID, the FBC, that is set if you actually click a link from Facebook. So that if your score is north of eight out of 10, and usually we only see that if you are collecting email and phone number at checkout, then that would be considered a pretty solid event match quality. If you're in that six to seven or five to six range for purchase events, then that is one potential reason where Facebook just might not be able to use the data you're sending them to ultimately attribute back to that uh, interaction, the view or the click with your ad. So in short, this one, reason number four, if you have a low event match quality for purchase conversions, then that will make it difficult for Facebook to ultimately have the best chance to attribute that back to that user. Number five, if you have post-purchase upsells, so if you are using a cart hook or Zipify or others that requires that user to go through that initial upsell page, depending on if you're using the native Shopify checkout upsells or the offsite checkout, there is a little bit more technical complexity in setting this up. So you could, historically, we would see this fairly often where the Facebook purchase event would only fire on if the person reached the final thank you page. So again, think about I place an order, I land on a quote unquote thank you page, but it's really an upsell page saying, hey, Brad, buy this you know, pack of gum or whatever else that, you, that I'm being upsold. The Facebook purchase event wouldn't fire right away. I would have to go through either decline or accept that offer to then hit that final thank you page where that Facebook pixel would uh, ultimately trigger. 
I would say this isn't as big a, uh, of an issue unless you've highly customized your checkout. Even the native Shopify Facebook pixel that covers the post-purchase upsell process. But again, if you're using any sort of custom integration, uh, using a custom app, not, not named Elevar, that you are potentially manipulating how your Facebook pixel is firing through that upsell process, this would be a reason that uh, you just want to go through and audit that. If you are a customer of Elevar and you are using our Facebook conversion API integration, since we're using webhooks for purchase events, the whole browser is taken out of this scenario. Uh, another nuance here is just be also be cognizant that if you do have that post-purchase upsell process and you have the Facebook purchase event triggering on that main upsell landing page after they complete their main purchase, and you also have a tracking set up on the final thank you page if the user accepts or opts into an upsell. That's another area that you just want to be sure most of our customers, and I think most most apps in general, recommend or even their default setup is to, to send a custom event like a purchase-upsell instead of another purchase event that would just be for that upsell you know, pack of gum. Reason number six that we see Facebook underreporting is offsite checkouts. So similar if you, uh, as number five, if you are using an offsite checkout like a cart hook or legacy recharge, et cetera, then many of these integrations don't have a built-in Facebook conversion API integration. And the native Shopify Facebook pixel, if you're, you are using that, the Facebook pixel or a Facebook channel to send pixel and, and Cappy data, those don't cover offsite checkouts. So that's where you'd need a solution like Elevar or, or similar to ultimately handle those server-side conversion, conversion purchase events, ultimately ensuring those make their way to Facebook. And the last reason why Facebook may under-report is this is just restating the disclaimer that Facebook, aka Meta, has in their UI that they just say, hey, purchase data may not include opted out users. So it's possible that if someone did complete a purchase in iOS, that Facebook won't ultimately be able to report that. This might just be a CYA notice or warning, but again, it's worth calling out as a potential reason why Facebook might be under reporting. Now let's flip over to why Facebook might over-report. Honestly, a lot of the reasons are the same. So if we look at number one, the attribution window, so the same scenario we went through on why Facebook might under-report. User clicks an ad on Sunday. You end all Facebook campaigns on Wednesday. User purchases on Friday. Facebook may display that conversion value on Friday when campaigns are not active. So that's a question I've, we've seen come through support many times is like, hey, I don't have any ads running, but I'm still seeing conversion value reported for yesterday or today. What's going on? What's broken? This is just a matter of the new world of how the Facebook ads manager reporting works. Reason number two why, why Facebook might be over-reporting, and this is simply purchase events not deduplicating. Or another way to put this is duplicate purchase events being sent to Facebook. This one you can validate inside, and, and I'll have a link to this article in our show notes, but you can validate your deduplication keys, which is going to take the purchase event that you are sending from your pixel, and then look at the purchase event that's coming from your conversion API. And there are three deduplication keys that Facebook will use. So the event ID, the external ID, which in most cases is the Shopify customer ID, or the FBP, and Facebook will look for the overlap. So if let's just say 
you don't have duplicate purchase events set up, but you just have a different event ID for the pixel and the conversion API, then your overlap would be zero. And that could be, Facebook could potentially look at that as two unique conversions if they aren't able to dedupe with the external ID or others. And this one, if you're using the native Shopify Facebook integration, for the most part, this works fine. There was an instance of, what month are we in, April? I think it was in early March that they had an issue where these weren't deduplicating because of this exact reason where the, I think the event IDs or something wasn't matching up, but you can go on Twitter, there are a bunch of threads on it, like, hey, Facebook is way over reporting, uh, what's going on? And that was, everyone was essentially seeing the same thing that the pixel and conversion API events weren't being deduplicated even when they were using the, the native Shopify integration. And you typically will get a warning on this, by the way, inside of Events Manager. Sometimes you don't, but in many cases, you should get a warning. The other part of this, so if you, let's uh, assume that you, deduplication ha is set up and working properly, but Facebook is still over-reporting, then it's, if you're using an offsite checkout like Recharge or any of those other scenarios that I've mentioned previously, it's possible that you might have duplicate purchase events. So this can happen if you have the native Shopify Facebook pixel and the Elevar Facebook integration running, or you have the native Shopify Facebook pixel set up and you have it hard-coded in the thank you page settings, or you have Elevar and another app going at the same time, or potentially have two pixels running in parallel and both are attaching to purchase events or other events that you have on site. So this is something, again, if you have somewhat of a custom site, this is a possibility if, if uh, Facebook is significantly over-reporting. Reason number three, why we see Facebook over-reporting. This one is, again, this, this ebbs and flows over the years, but we've had a recent spike over the last month or so of uh, accounts seeing spam traffic. So, they're, so they're, it's actually spam events that you're sending into Facebook. So essentially this is where malicious bots or users or however you want to describe them, they're sending fake events through the browser. And this is where you might see, you might see the symptoms of this inside of your events manager where purchases are happening on your homepage and they have conversion values that don't match any products that you sell or a conversion value that you would uh, ultimately send. Uh, it could be the same events with the same value persisting for every event. And unfortunately, this is most of the time when you see this, you A, contact Facebook. There's really nothing that you can do as a store owner to prevent this. It's just one of those things you got to live with, with browser and client side tracking. If you have that pixel running client side in your browser, anybody that's malicious can just send and force any data to attach to your pixel and send data to your Facebook pixel events manager. And if we shift over to Google Analytics and you always wondered why you have so much spam traffic or why Google has that bot filtering setting or why you potentially get these times over the years where you get those huge spikes of traffic coming in from you know, some random domain. It's the same reason, it's just, it's just spam uh, or bots that are sending traffic to your analytics account through the measurement protocol API or potentially just through the browser. It, there's many ways to do it, but it's, it is a, it's a downside of client-side tracking through the browser where you can't, you don't have the ability to block um, and control the data that's going to your account. Last but not least, so this is reason number four why Facebook might be over-reporting. This is if you are using the offline conversion events API. So this was a 
workaround, aka hack or try that many were doing after the iOS changes rolled out and many were flying blind with Facebook reporting. They uh, would connect Zapier to Shopify and send all orders to the offline conversions API and then uh, attach that to the different campaigns as well. 90% of the time when this was implemented, what we would hear is, yeah, it helped Facebook. It, it was exactly the, the joke in the beginning of Facebook's either under-reporting or over-reporting. So uh, Facebook was under-reporting because of the iOS changes and there's just a lot of catch-up to happen. And then we would see the offline conversions API implemented to try to you know make sure that fa- the Facebook gets all the purchase data and then suddenly Facebook's over-reporting and how, you know, how can that be fixed? So again, I, it's when you're spending so much money with a platform, you need to know how that's performing. So this is uh, certainly everyone's creative and looking for ideas to, uh, to stay ahead of the competition. And this is one of them. And again, it's just a call out here. If you ever set this up and you are still seeing Facebook significantly over-report, double check this and make sure that you aren't essentially double dipping with your primary purchase event that's going through Cappy and the Pixel. So that is the episode for today. We went through four reasons why Facebook might be over-reporting and seven reasons why Facebook might be under-reporting. Again, in the show notes, if you are more visual, there's a link to the Common Thread Collective overview that does a good job of showing the before and after attribution differences as well as to uh, an article to the, it's an LLR knowledge base article that goes through this exact overview. If you have any questions, hit me up, brad at getelovar.com. Otherwise, I will see you on our next episode. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again. Thanks again.